Welcome back to the Thorn Files podcast, where we last were left off. Tabitha and Evangeline had been pulled into a strange mirror dimension. Um, well, not, it's like a set of creepy tunnels with uh, reflective surfaces that go into the, the real world and shuffling, numbed figures moving around the space that seem to have succumbed to whatever magic is lurking within the tunnels. And in the back of everything, uh, a creature is lurking and waiting to pounce. We also have uh, Vera and Peter who are in the real world still uh, and have no idea what's happened to Evangeline and Tabitha. Peter has pulled the fire alarm and has pulled everybody to where they are. Um, so as we come back, Peter and Vera, you come into the main foyer of Temple Studios. You have the receptionist, Andrea, there. You have... Uh, Michael Shepard has arrived. You have all of Don and you have Don and all of his uh, uh, band members that are currently at Temple Studios. Uh, two of them. You have. Uh, you also recognize Peter. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rory Porter comes in, and a another sort of narrow, thin-looking man comes in with uh, with Roy as well. Uh, you haven't met yet. Um, you also have Craig McLean there as well with you, who was with you from from the get go. In here, what do you do? The fire alarm is stopped as Peter sort of stops putting on it, and everyone's there. And it's like, what's what's where's the fire? What's going on? You all need to leave. Uh, yes, we should all leave the building. Um, there's some space in the uh, uh, just outside uh, where we parked the van. Uh, I would advise everybody leave the building immediately. Um, I will call the fire brigade, and I'm making eye contact with Peter as I'm doing so, and walking towards the the, the telephone and the, the the reception desk, and sort of ushering um, Andre sort of out of the way. Yes, call our contacts at the fire brigade. Um, Michael says, "Hey, all due respect, everybody." Like Michael's still under Peter's influence, uh, to give everyone a bit of respect. Says, Look. This is, you know, where where's the fire? Did you pull the fire alarm, Peter? I just want to make sure we know what's going on in this building. It's over there, and I'll use magic. And where I'm pointing, <laughs> um, I will set the door on fire as though it's just like the fire's coming through the door. <laughs> Apparently, which, I which am door? setting something which on door? fire. The nearest door that I'm the pointing at okay. that's shut, that people didn't come out of. Okay, there's probably like a, a store cupboard nearby. Oh, Give me a use magic. Oh, doesn't happen very often. Five. Five. Um, what happens with that? How bad is this? Oh, it's real bad, I think. I think possibly it everything is. goes wrong. On a miss, you lose control of the magic. This never ends oh, well. Oh, no, no, not, not with fire. <laughs> That's a bad thing. We literally just said you hadn't started a fire oh, yet. Oh, no. This was um, a controlled burn. This is meant to happen. Peter. You point towards a storage room. You don't know what the room is. You just know people haven't come out of it. Uh, and you say, the f over there, that's where the fire is. And as you do that, the door explodes. <laughs> and uh, fire 
pours into the foyer where everybody is. And the assembled group scatter. Uh, and what I'm going to say is actually, you pointed towards the door, uh, and as the fire pours into the room, it actually blocks the front door. And so nobody can leave. And so everyone sprints off in different directions away from where the fire is. Because you know, this is an old building. There, there isn't another, and there's another exterior door in this place. There are windows, but not, not right here. So people spread out in different directions. What are you, and Peter and Vera, what are you trying to do just now? I want to know how far away all of the tape storage is because tape is notoriously very flammable. You know that near Studio One there was a storage and you think that Craig McLean has a similar thought to you because he said he like runs down towards Studio One as well, um, sort of dips into a, a storage room nearby. So you know there's probably some there likely to be some near Studio Two as well. Okay. Um... I, uh, is there anybody on or at the reception desk at the moment? Or um, uh, Andrea I, I was, was there, of... but Andrea's run upstairs. Okay, I'm. I'm. I have to call for the fire brigade. There's a fire here. I have to call for the fire brigade. I run over. Um, pick up the phone. Hello, operator. Fire brigade. Now, uh, I rattle off the address for the, the recording studios. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm spending a moment doing this. Is there definitely no sprinkler system? Possibly, but not coming on straight away. I don't know if sprinkler systems again would be have been in they were first in invented about two hundred years ago, oh. so in theaters. So, but but it, I, I don't know. I don't know if there would necessarily be one right here, not necessarily across the whole building as well. Um, this, I'll say that I'll give you that there's probably a fire extinguisher nearby. I, I will do this again. grab something, and I'm going to go and start trying to put the fire out. I'm hoping this is manageable to put the fire out. Can I have an axe under pressure from you? Oh. So uh, just sort of oh. quickly going through where people have gone. Uh, Don, Joe, and Felix, they have all run um, sort of in the same direction. I think they probably would go with Craig down towards where Studio One is. Um, Michael ran upstairs. Andreas also ran upstairs. And you... Uh, Roy disappears. You don't know where Roy goes. Uh, you assume the his the person who was with him as well probably ran out studio back down to Studio Two. Um, just complete panic where everyone's run different directions. Um, Eleven. Eleven. Um, yeah. So you start the uh, fire extinguisher up, I believe. With uh, yeah, you get your eleven. Yep, yeah, and you uh, are managed to you start to put the fire out quite quickly. Smoke is still billowing out, but. Magical fire takes a little bit longer to put out, but you do end up putting it out as well. Um, Peter would just be in Vera, there is Vera, there is something in the reflections. There was something outside. It, it Vera, it killed this homeless man. We are all in danger. I have seen it in here in the reflections. There's a moment where there is taking this all in. Uh, we need to get Evangeline and Tabitha. We do. Where they, they were up in Charlie's office. Okay. Um. The the fire is smouldering. Um. I'll I'll go up and get them. Peter, you run upstairs. Where do you? I'll I'll, co I'll come with. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking close to Peter's heels. You both run into Charlie's office, and the room is empty. All you see 
um, you see that the curtains are drawn, you see all, all pictures have been pulled down, and you see that on the desk is the remains of a piece of mirrored glass. Uh, it looks like it's been shattered outwards. Can I read a bad situation? This you like absolutely can. Vera, you can read about the situation as well if you'd like to, um, or you can do a help out with Peter. Um, that was 10 on read a bad situation. Uh, I would like to try and help out. That's all right. Yeah. I'm okay. not very good at helping out, um, so I shouldn't really do it. Uh, so that is a six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. So... I mean, Peter still got a 10. I don't think you take away anything. You just don't help him out at all. In fact, yeah, the situation I, I think I expose myself to danger. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm fine with that. Um, so reading bad situation. Peter, you got plus, you got uh, 10, so you get to hold three. Um, what's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, you have seen William be taken. Um, it's either stop whatever this thing is uh, before it takes anyone else, I think you have to stop them from getting grabbed and taken into reflective surfaces. That is the what's best way. What's my best way in? Uh, I feel like you may have asked this one before with William. It's the best way in is being grabbed by whatever this thing is. Mm. For me, is it? Um. You might be able to use some magic, but it may be considered big magic for you to enter this thing's realm without it. Okay. And um, what's most vulnerable to me? What's most vulnerable to you? <laughs> and what what specifically are you aiming for with that? What What's most vulnerable to you? How do I think this thing's vulnerable to me? That's what I'm from everything I've mm. learned. I've now looking, I've walked in a room, the only evidence where they last were. I mean, is it like Evangeline? I'd imagine she has like books and papers. I'd imagine there's stuff, there's yeah, there's stuff left out of them here. Yeah, she'd never leave that. There's a mirror on the table. Yeah, I'm you know, thinking, I'm you can tell the vulnerability. Something... What's this thing vulnerable to? Okay, right. So you can see looking around the room whatever's happened here before they were taken was an attempt to block out reflections and to stop mm. light getting towards it you did that before you brought shadows around you when you're in the alleyway and the creature was not able to claim you at that point blotting out light for this thing seems to affect it or at least give it a bit of uh, sort of weaken it to the point where it might not be able to see very clearly. That probably is a way, that's a good way of making it vulnerable. Um, Vera will just see Peter running in, going out of, like, doing a bit of a slide near that piece of mirror and turning it over. They should be here. I think they've been taken. Taken, taken through? It, Into... It took the homeless man through the mirror well not the mirror it was a reflect it was a puddle how do we open that doorway i don't know and i don't know 
at that point, as you are in the room, Michael comes in behind you, Andreas with him. They see there's a smoke in the studios, but they can sort of tell the fire's been put out. And uh, comes and says, "Where's um, where's where's Charlie? Where's where are your friends? I didn't notice. I noticed they weren't in the foyer earlier on. We came to find them. Um, uh, I, I think they must have." stepped outside already i think it's probably best we don't know that the fire is fully extinguished there could be sparks that remain and, and continue to smolder uh, i would advise everybody to leave the building immediately you're right you're right um of course uh and andrea can you uh, make sure everyone's coming out of the studios and getting getting out of the building as quickly as you can um and he sort of goes back to where you both are and says look i don't know how much you know but you seem to be fairly in on everything that's going on at the moment uh you seem to have a bit more knowledge than most people and you see you've arrived and this has all happened so i i think you must be connected in some way charlie told me what's going on here uh he told me that there's some monster i didn't believe him obviously but it looks like if he's gone missing now and i, mean, I didn't want to believe eddie had gone with it but it's um look if there's anything I can do to help, like I'll I'll help you out. Yes, actually, Eddie. Don Rivers was saying that he was he was recording at the time, or he was supposed to be recording at the time of his disappearance, and that there ought to have been tapes. Okay. Um, Could you search the the recording room or or wherever? Yeah, I absolutely. Well, I mean, there's you know there's plenty of places where things could be stored. Uh, I know. Uh, I got when I got here, Charlie was already here. So I imagine if um if Charlie was hiding, he might I mean there's there's place to hide here, but if he didn't want it to be found, uh there's also the dance school across the road. People don't often go there these days. Does he have a safe in the office or 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 not as far as I'm aware. I think there's there's plenty of space over there where he stores things. Um I'm gonna go around to the front of the desk and start trying to open drawers yeah. and see. Absolutely. Just to be clear, when we say dance school, these are rooms that typically are filled with mirrors. You know, I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, but he does he has he has been over there quite a lot in the last few weeks, so maybe God, he said that he was communicating with thing. If it was we need to make sure everybody is out of here. Send the people home. Mm -hmm, this is safe and if you think you could check any other places downstairs, please look. I will. But then I, I have I have keys to the dance school if you want to go over there as well. Um, we'll have the keys and cover over any reflective surfaces you see. Any any mirrors or or, or pictures hanging on the walls with you know covered glass, take them down, put them face down. Of course, of course. Are there any, any torches or flares in the building? Uh torches, maybe. Uh flares, no. We have a lot of flammable stuff in this building. Where, where would the flares be? We don't have any flares. We have torches. Sorry, where would the torches be? Um, there may be a couple in the storage rooms downstairs. Okay, I'll go. I'll Scott. I'll get you. I'll get the keys and I'll get you torches as well. Thank you. That's helpful. Um, and he he leaves, and you hear us like shouting to people, and it's like, okay, everyone, we should get out. Make sure things are safe before anyone says, so um, just uh, if you head home. Wherever you're staying, Annie here. Roy says, I was actually recording uh, in my studio. I'd like to go back. And Mike says, no, actually, Roy, it's not the time. You should probably go home as well. Uh, we'll make sure things are safe before people can come back. And Vera, can I have an investigate a mystery? You are checking the desk. 
that is an eight plus sharp is three, so an 11. Um, you search around this desk and it's a very old looking desk, very sort of ornately designed. Uh, there were quite a lot of drawers on the other side that have locks on them, but they're all unlocked and you sort of go through them. There's nothing really of that much importance here. Um, I imagine you say what's being concealed here. That is um, exactly the question I was really looking at, yes. um, You find at the back of one of these drawers a small sort of latch, a little catch, and you flick it with your finger, and as you do, another drawer from the side of the desk pops open. And you look inside this section, and you find in it a few quite old-looking letters. And you see that the letters tend to be, uh, there's a few that look like they are, um, the name is not written, but the, the each of them is signed with O. And the letters are, look like they were responses, the replies. And it looks like probably written responses to David Temple. Uh, well, Oscar, presumably, begins with O, um, is responding saying that uh, David can't have certain items david had asked for things and oscar has refused to give them saying that they are not safe for people to have and that he is keeping them safe and he's keeping his family safe by not letting them get out of hands uh, arms reach um and then those letters stop and then a few there are a few which are written in a very different hand and they are essentially threats. Um, they don't look like they are in envelopes with, which have been addressed. They're just being given. Um, and they are from people that are requesting the location of, of a certain item. And it, they get more and more aggressive as you go through. And then those letters stop as well. Um, you don't see that they're not dated or anything, but at a certain point, these letters stop as well, going to David. Uh, and uh, is there any signature or indication as to who they're from? There is a, at the bottom of each page of these ones, you see they stand out because there isn't a signature, but there is a smear of what looks to start off with like dried ink, like sort of a brush of dried ink. So they smudged it with their thumb. But as you look closer, you see that it's not its not ink. It's some sort of, it's closer to blood, but it is pitch black. Right. Um, and with regards to the, the particular items that they are mm. requesting... You can tell that what it's asking for is something that is desperate. You you get a real demonic vibe from these uh, letters. And it's asking for the item. The item, yes. The it's, it's, it's asking for something. In, okay, it's asking for the stone. Um, so I'm looking at the other questions on Investigator Mystery. Mm. I think we sort of know what creature it is. Um, I think I know where it's gone. Although I don't know how to get there. 
You you can I can give you a bit more if you wanted to ask, but what sort of creature it is? I mean, I think that makes a bit more sense than understanding from these what can hurt it. Mm. I think, yeah. Um, what sort of creature is it? You find the pictures that, um, because you're thinking about reflections and reflective surfaces, you look at the pictures that Charlie had previously given to Evangeline and Tabitha of all the items that he had got from his father. And you see the watch, you see uh, the shield, you see there's a few other things of interest there. But the mirror stands out. Um, and I don't know how much Vera knows about sort of interior design and things like this, but this is like a very, very old mirror. Um, and I'm going to give with with that as well, um, you can see, like it's, you sort of turn it over and you see that there's some writing that looks like it's, you don't necessarily know the language. I'll give leave it up to you if Vera knows this language, uh, but it looks like Japanese written on the back of the of the picture itself. Um, Sadly not. not. No. I would say Vera probably no. doesn't. It's not, not a language lots of people would know necessarily. No, it's some of her colleagues. She, she's, you know, she has a, a short list of, of names running through her head of people that she could contact who would probably be able to translate this, but she herself, no. But I would say that Vera would maybe have an understanding of some of the folklore that comes from Japan. Um, despite you not knowing necessarily everything about it or the language, you would know uh, the word that comes to mind when you're thinking about creatures from that part of the world is yokai. And yokai, for some people, is a very much a catch-all term for things like spirits and monsters and demons. Um, but for other people, it's a very specific sort of, like could be a very specific sort of thing as a yokai. Uh, and they get other names as well um, based on where they come from, their origins. Um, I'm not going to go into all those names because they are wonderful and you can look them all up there's a book with like 500 random yokai and it's brilliant what you determine from this however the word you're looking at it you try to figure things out you try to figure out the origin of this thing and you know that some yokai some of the stories from yokai they tend to be uh things to help people understand the world as well like things that people can quite understand that you a monster was created to explain something and they tended to have sort of human elements to them as well. Uh, and some, most of them have like animal elements to them as well. They either can be an inanimate object that has been left for uh, hundreds of years. And then after a certain amount of time, it just gains sentience or like a spirit takes over something. So there's a wide range of things it could be. But putting all that together and looking at this specific item and thinking about reflective surfaces, you think this mirror must either have a yokai living within it or itself be a yokai. Mm. We have just seen a collection of items come together to, to form sort of physical mm. manifestations of creatures. Um, well, Peter, I, I think we're... I, I think this, 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 this mirror is is harboring if not actually the creature itself much like the horde was manifesting the the dragon what type of creature uh, I, I, I would guess demonic of some kind uh, probably from the other side of the world it's it's not um 
it doesn't look like it was made in the UK or, or in the Commonwealth. We're going to need to decide if our priority is getting to our friends or destroying this creature or drawing out this creature. I think it's worth ensuring the destruction of this thing. One way or another. But that is a very uh, high price to pay. You say about drawing out the creature. We, it sounds like we have a place to do that. Yes. Do you, do you think it can hear us right now? I have absolutely no idea, but it's probably worth assuming yes. What if I told you there was a risky way we could just go to them now? Who? Uh, do you think they can hear us? Well, Tabitha? Evangeline? Has, do I see Evangeline's violin anywhere as well? <laughs> um, if Evangeline has brought her violin in its case with, with her, then yes. It's it's still out. It'll be it'll be in the corner with her with with her kind of large hats. She'll have taken off when she sat. I'm gonna look for the violin, and I'm gonna butcher it in a real annoying way like that. <laughs> oh, you don't smash it. <laughs> you okay. don't smash it for no, a no, second. No, I thought this you is a really really thing as he runs it over the. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that we sort of transition slowly into Tabitha and Evangeline in the tunnels for a moment and sadly you don't hear anything while you're in the tunnels all you can hear is the occasional sound of shuffling feet and the telltale signs of something else in the darkness <laughs> um, because reflections don't necessarily make any sound no. Can I ask a question of Mr. Temple? You can, yes. Um, and she's been like kind of eyeing him up and she's like, we need to get a message to our friends. Yeah, okay. What is the, what is the largest reflective surface you know this creature has been able to see you in or I, is nearest within that but within the building? Look, I don't know, I don't know where it would be here, but I know that. It, it took Maggie when she was in the dancing school. We were sorting things out there. We had we were doing one of the rooms in there, and that's when it first arrived. That's when we first saw it, and it took her then. So there's some large mirrors. Yes. Okay. Can I look around the ever-growing space, and can I see, is there, like, a really big, like, mirror, flat, like, and they are flat and tall, like, high-ceilinged, I'm sure I was taken to a ballet class or two as a child. Um, yeah. Uh, can I make an investigation? Uh, can you make an investigative mystery? Um, eleven. Eleven. Um, you can see down one of the tunnels, not directly where you are just now. There is much more light. Suddenly, sort of pools in that area so you can mm. guess it's probably that's probably where it is a bit further away from where you are now I'm just trying to find the point of the edge that, that would be the largest yeah nothing else he sounds would be that big um let's see tabitha um 
I'm going to try and send a message to our friends. Um, there seems to be a very large reflective surface there where we may be able to write something to them. Um, I think when you finish with your friend, shall we, shall we head in that direction? Um, yes, yes, of course, but we shouldn't leave this gentleman behind. Indeed. But we, we can't leave. I try to sort of look around and see the, uh, uh, the sort of shadows in these tunnels. And says, says, I don't want to leave any of them behind. Like We have to try to get as many of them through as possible. Uh, Charlie, didn't you feed them all? Yes, I know I did. Right I did. Now? Obviously, I know I did. And it was a it was fear that drew, drew me to do that. Okay, I was scared. And I'm sorry, but my wife's here. And, and if she's still here, I want to I want to get her as well. There is one thing this creature fears. Is the one thing I cannot cannot give it. But if we can get Peter here, I think is that is what it fears the most. Runners. Darkness. Oh right, okay. Um, Charlie, well, if if you go down to where that light is, I will try to get some of these people uh, to to follow out. Try and see if I can find find Maggie as well. Maybe Eddie's here as well. We need to understand Imagine why we'll, the thing Evangeline will, will shake her head very pointedly. It's like, you can rest, stay with us. This this thing seems to have drawn a despair across everybody here. The closer we are, the better we will fare. As you say that, Evangeline, you hear in the back of your head. In fact, you don't hear it in the back of your head. You just hear it in a voice that is similar to yours, but twisted. Wrong. And from a tunnel leading from the ceiling of this chamber you're in at the moment, you, from the shadows, see a hand come out, then another, then another, then another, and another, all around the brim of this tunnel, and then pull forward is a face that it sort of shifts as it looks at you um, shifting one from one face to another from, to another but always thousands of glassy milky eyes cover this thing's head and <laughs> as it pulls itself forward you see that as it moves it is very spider-like it's uh, but only spider-like from a distance. As you see closer, the form of this creature m changes and shifts as you watch it. And one arm will come up and pull itself forward, and then it will shrivel and sink into its form, while another arm will come out and pull itself forward. A leg will come out and push at one point, and then disappear back into it. This undulating mass of limbs and faces that come out occasionally to uh, breathe and then go back in but for always the one main head that seems to be pointedly looking at you and as its body moves around the ceiling and comes down its head always staying perfectly staring down at you never turning never twisting the body moving around it and it sort of comes towards the side of where all of you are and says not as numb as I would like, but tasty all the same. 
and it lunges towards all of you. Its arms stretch out. <laughs> um, there are four of you there. Their hands stretching out towards all, all four of you as it charges towards you, skittering okay. along. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to lunge out of the way. Can I have a... I, I believe that will be an... Act under pressure then to avoid it. Yeah, well, I just put an extra one point in my oops. <laughs> Not <laughs> enough. <laughs> Six. Six. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, and eventually, what are you going to do? I'm going to create a wall of light between me and this creature, and hopefully, uh, it's tough. That's all she can do. So let's see what happens when it has light in its, its own world. And I'm going to make it. I'm gonna make a ball of lights. Then make it strong. We'll find out. Oh, it, it's used to the darkness. Maybe it'll blind it. Okay. Eleven. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so eleven, your one goes off. So you set this wall up. Uh, it gives people two armor, doesn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it gives two armor. Two armor. It is. Yeah, and it does additional harm as well. Okay. Um, so as the thing skitters towards you and you just see his face and as the mouth opens you see inside the mouth there are secondary and third jaws that all open up with as well rows and rows of teeth and it the barrier and it off the barrier as the hands of climb over it and how much harm to take it takes two harm as well ah okay well it doesn't seem to be necessarily very hurt by that at the moment because it's also got some armor as well as it clashes against and sort of tries to clamber over, or does it avoid armor your magic it doesn't ignore armor now. Doesn't ignore it. So the thing hits it, um, and Tabitha, you're lunging to the side um, as this thing clashes with the barrier, and so that this flare of light as this thing hits, you take a step and fall backwards into one of the tunnels that leads down into this space, <laughs> and you disappear into the darkness, and you feel yourself further and further into this tunnel. You sort of, it sort of the slope peters out, but when you pull yourself up, uh, so you get. Uh, you take one harm from that, from the fall. Okay. You can tell that you're not in the same place as Evangeline and the rest of them anymore. Um, oh. And you are a bit, you, it's going to be a bit of a climb to get back up to where they are. I told you my arms are weak. <laughs> um, if you see how I'm going down the hole, I'm just going to, because I'm holding the shield up, can I, can I push Charlie down that hole and follow him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just shove Charlie. Charlie falls down the hole as well. Uh, do you do anything with the with the other person that Tabitha had? My my friend. You push Charlie. Yeah, there are hundreds of them everywhere. I'm she she she, she doesn't have any attachments to this man right now. I'm attached She's... to that one. Charlie falls down. Uh, Tabitha, a moment later, you hear and you see Charlie <laughs> sort of like, what lands is happening? Um, and what does Evangeline do? She will just hop down afterwards. Yeah. As this thing is sort of like clawing at the barrier and trying to get down towards where you are, uh, just before you let it drop, it sort of looms in close. The lightness of the light comes up across its face, and the eyes also like down towards where you are. And it says, So beautiful. So beautiful. And then your barrier drops and you into the darkness as well. You can sense that the tunnel itself is perhaps a bit narrow for it to skitter down directly after you, but the head sort of pokes down into the hands and it sort of skitters away uh, sideways from where you are. But you tumble down to where Tabitha is as well. Uh, I would say um, you were trying to make yourself drop into it, so I won't let you have the harm because Tabitha had the 
things go to hell and so that's what you could have gone from that but um, still when evangeline lands on the floor where i've landed i just like stand over her what kind of plan is this this is that that creature didn't even blink at my abilities and we need peter and vera and peter <laughs> you are putting all your eggs in peter's basket Welcome, I'm Bastet. I'll be running your operation. The project's official name is the Adventurer's Research of Abnormal Civilian Experiences, or Project Arrowace for short, to investigate the unusual occurrences that have been happening everywhere recently. I've hired you all for your uh, indisputable military prowess. I'm going to be honest, I think we should run. Your academic expertise. I don't know, I'm not a wizard in real life. And your hands-on experiences. Tentacles belong in the ocean! I did lose, I also lost all my food, so Delphi, in a few hours you might start looking really delicious. Oh! Can everyone please roll for initiative? Oh! I nearly cut so hard. (laughs) Deck of Many Aces is an actual play podcast made by an all-aromantic and asexual cast and crew. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts, releasing every other Friday. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Deck of Many Aces. Hello everyone, it's Danny, your resident keeper here. Just coming to let you all know that I'm so happy you've all come around again. So nice to see you. Before we get back to the episode, I have a few announcements to make. First of all, we have a Q&A bonus episode coming up on the 15th, so please send in your questions for us to answer. We're going to talk about the campaign, the characters, everything, but we'd especially like to talk about things which people want us to talk about. Secondly, on the 22nd, we will be releasing a Christmas episode in which we will be playing this spectacular end-of-the-world horror game called Ten Candles, but, you know, putting a little bit of a festive spin on it. We will then be taking a break on the 29th to allow for festivities, and then we will be getting back with a new episode on the 5th. Uh, And that's everything I've got to say, except, of course, a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast so far. We love making it and love hearing from you guys. So leave us a rating, leave us a review, and share the episode. But for now, let's get back to the mystery. It seems to it seems to be drawn to my light. Um, it seems to enjoy it. I find creatures that enjoy my particular talents don't tend to like Peters. Is there anywhere here we can? Yeah, like is there a, a reflection that we can bang on? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah. There are there are plenty. There are plenty for you to find. Uh, if you want to find, do an investigate to try and investigate a mystery to try and find um, one of the ones that is near uh, uh, nearby, the closest um, one to you that actually leads somewhere you know. Actually, I would like to um, perform my newest route that I haven't done before. I'll leave the investigating to Evangeline. Okay. Um, so I'd like to summon my dark hound to help protect us while we're in this. Very cool. Okay. Nice. I know this road and it 
could go badly. <laughs> it could go very bad. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. That's okay. Okay. So um I get my athame out and I like oh my goodness, it's gonna hurt me. Yep, I do it anyway. Um uh cut my palm open and then what's the floor like in here? It's sort of like um, not stone. There's a organic feel to it as you're moving around. Uh, it's not necessarily <laughs> clear what it's made of. It's just sort of a little soft, a little I'm... sinewy. <laughs> not rub not my open wound across <laughs> this foul flooring and um, it into a runic pattern um, and channel my magic. Okay. Um, do I change dice or do I hope that these dice have finally given up? No, keep them because. Have you done all the bad rolls on them? Yeah, I've done. I've run out of bad rolls. It's statistically mm -hmm. impossible. For... That's how dice work. I rolled thirteen. Brilliant, perfect. So let everyone know what happens. To so, you do this roll for the first time. When I um, do this magic, a kind of a, a dark smokiness like like fizzles up from where I've spread my blood out, and in the centre, um, a hound forms. And I kind of, I guess, I imagine it as kind of like a a really mean Doberman, <laughs> like, <laughs> like black really and muscly, and. Um, yeah, like a beautiful in its own way. Maybe its eyes are smoking. Yeah, um, and the the hound is brought into being and is bound to me until they die or the root wears off within twenty four hours. The hound does as I command, can attack others, and can act as my eyes. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty yeah. cool hound. Um, but it there's not it does not take much to kill the hound. But it is no, he's no. only got a few points. So you have a hand. So Ta Evangeline, this is the first time you've seen Tabitha do this particular piece of well, magic. I think that uh, once upon a time, Evangeline walked in on me attempting oh, okay. a very similar that went awry the last time. And it's gone really well. <laughs> it's gone really well this time. I like, look a little bit haughty at Evangeline. Like, um... So I imagine it's more of Evangeline seeing Tabitha trying to do a spell that went really badly the first time Tabitha tried to do it. And now you maybe step forward like oh but actually Tabitha pulls it off perfectly and the this blood magic that Tabitha is able to do so much more confidently than she used to be able to do it works perfectly this time and a mean looking Doberman <laughs> is standing in the in the tunnel with you all um she will smile and she, she will smile to Tabitha and she says congratulations my dear Thank you. Um, and then I like look really dizzy and fake because I'm unstable. <laughs> I, I will literally, I will literally have it. Have it, have it, have it was it absolutely worth it for that. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to, I would like to uh, heal a harm from. This dog is my eyes. Tabitha, please. <laughs> I would like, I, yeah, I'd like to heal a harm from Tabitha as I kind of catch her for a second. Amazing. If I can. Yeah, yeah. Use my magic. That's good. That's mean. 
Okay. Also, you get the added benefit now as well, don't you? And and yes, and as I I took uh, I took the um two two uh, basic moves to advance. Use magic is one of those. So yeah. So Tabitha and Evangeline. Brilliant. Oh. Just to let everyone in on the secret, Tabitha and Evangeline leveled up in between sessions. There, and Evangeline's now taking some advanced moves, which means that she can do a bit more of the moves that we have. So uh, use magic, and the other one was um, protect someone. I believe you did. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So. With your magic, how much do you normally heal Tabitha for? It's just one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, because of an advanced move, I'm going to let this heal uh, three. It's real powerful. When you, I, when you get the advanced move, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reward you for it. I do not admit how good I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, up until, up until now, Vangeline has left most of the healing to Tabitha. I think in this moment, she says, okay, okay, it's time for a little bit more, if you're doing this again. Um, and then I will just say, um, perhaps you could help me find the um, the mirror from here. Have a look at all the spirals. I presume there are spirally paths that go everywhere again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are... Uh, quite a few other sort of reflective surfaces here. If you want to do an investigate the mystery, try and find somewhere. Tabitha, you have a uh, plus one um, oh, yes, ongoing, so you can get plus one on this. Can I get the hound to look around as well? Absolutely, you can. Oh, okay, sharp. That's good. I rolled really poorly. Uh, five. Eight, eight. Eight perfect as well. Uh yes, and um I would pro I would I'd already give you a plus one for the dog. I think the hound would help you as well, but I'll say you can get a bit more of a, a better look around. Um so uh you both got eight, so that means that you do find another one fairly quickly. It doesn't it doesn't look as big as the uh surface you may have found before, but it looks like it could potentially be um Another sort of rectangular shape, so it could potentially still be in these scores. The biggest one you can find. Straight head towards that. Can we head towards? Yeah. He heads towards it. So like this fleshy, sinewy surface. As you get there, Charlie stops. Us. If we're if we're going through, I need to. You don't understand. This thing has my wife. I can't just leave it. I can't just leave it. Her here. I do not believe we'll be able to go through when I touch it. Is it solid? Um. So. To you think you probably could push yourself through here. Yeah, it seems like the barrier is weaker on one side than the other. But you get the impression as you start to sort of press against this sort of fleshy sinewy surface, um, you feel yourself starting to get pulled through and it it's sore, it's painful as you start pulling yourself through. And you remember seeing before how this thing had to push its way through glass and there's a hole was burst through. So there's a lot of forces needed for this. Um, but you feel like you could, it's just risky. Okay. Um, can I make out from looking through the glass, looking through this, this kind of space, what is the mirror from? Um, it looks like... When light comes across, you can see that there is, uh, it looks like there's a bar across it, and you can see sort of, it looks like an empty room on the other side. But with a bar going across, that's sort of a, quite a thick bar, you think 
this could be a dance school. This could be a ballet room. Mm. Now, is there a way? Can you just push your arm out and cast some magic outside? Uh, uh, no, what, I'm, what I was trying to do is write a message on this glass that our friends will be able to read. Okay. Um, if she breathes on it, does it con- does it create condensation like a mirror would? Like, is it, this is, side is, it is much more of a fleshy side to it, so it's not like it's not an actual mirror surface. You see, you can just make out the room beyond, but you can't. It's not like you're on the other side of glass here, Tabitha. Um, yes, you are much more adept at writing with your fingers. Okay, I just cut my hand again. <laughs> can I get our Tabitha to write? Yeah, the can one. You, can you can you can you write a message for our friends on the? But and as you go, she's like, you need to write it backwards. I'm I you know, I know how mirror works. Um, I will just uh, I'll just do the like the eye shape. On Thorn Investigations. That's like easy, big, simple. And when she's made it, can I, she wants to create like a light effect paint, like on the mirror to kind of make it, to try and draw attention to it if if possible from somebody outside. So it's it's kind of like a a, a little like veil of light goes in between. They're trying to like, like draw people towards whatever. Can I have a use magic roll for that? Absolutely. I'm helping by saying, "Don't ruin don't, this now." Don't ruin <laughs> you roll your. You can roll a. You help someone. Yeah. Help out. Help cool. out. Sorry, that's cool. Seven. Seven. Cool. Very cool. A seven. You got a seven. How did you get a seven? You have so many pluses to use magic. Um, so you got a seven. Um, which means that there is it works, but you have a glitch as well, I believe. Yes. Okay. The effect is you want to um, draw people's attention to whatever the surface this is. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll allow that. Um, yeah, I'll allow that. And can you please choose a glitch for me? I'd say it's probably very short duration, but then she keeps up for long. Okay, so it's, it's not going to be very long. This thing is up. Okay. Um, yeah. Tabitha, you say this to Evangeline, and as you say it, you probably say it a bit too loud. And your voice echoes a bit in this tunnel. And you hear as the sound of sorry for anyone listening. That was good. Yeah, Kelly is enjoying all of these spider references far too much. Um, having a great time. Oh, this is creepy. You hear the sounds of something approaching. Oh, I just say Hermes. Um, that's why I've named the dog Hermes. Keep your eyes out for this creature. And like stares down the corridor. They turn out the other one's a really mean-looking Doberman. So with Vera and Peter in the office, you get the impression that most people have left the building now. Um can I please have a, I'm going to say a sharp from you, Vera. Also, does Michael come back with the keys? Uh, I'll, a, he's going to come back. There's a second, plan afoot for him when he arrives. Very cool. Um, well, I rolled a three 
plus three is only a six. <laughs> right. Um, the two numbers I, is, I could have rolled. I'm going to say this off. is you. It's, it's not one of our moves, but I'm going to say that it's taking you a while to notice this. This is why the sharp has a couple because there's been other things going on. This sharp mm. roll hasn't uh, means that you haven't figured this out sooner. You're now with you're with Peter in this room, and it's been a while. But you realize that when everyone came to the foyer, not only did Charlie, Evangelina, and Vera not, and um, Tabitha not show up, but also Jen never showed up either. So you know somebody else potentially is not there as well. And when the fire alarm went off, you ran past the toilet where she would have been. She was not there. Okay. So this thing is snatching people in the panic. Um, Peter... Do you think we can be more help from in there or from out here? Is there a piece of paper on the tape on the table anywhere and a pen? There are files everywhere. You can find a pen. You have Evangeline's like like uh, embossed pens. Peter writes down in there and then says out loud, "Out here." And then Peter starts writing on a piece of paper to say. Um, we should assume it can hear us. And then I'm going to find a separate piece of paper and I'm going to write instructions for Michael, which will read for when he comes in. Take this shard of mirror to the dance studio. Turn on all the lights. Place it in the middle of the studio and run. And pretend we're with you. Michael comes in uh, this uh, you're, as you're doing this. Uh, in one hand, he has a key. And in the other hand, he uh, has a torch. And he sort of puts them down and says, okay, so um, I have those for you if you wanted to uh, look. Have you found anything? Yes. Could you? And I'm going to hand him the note. Then out loud, I'll go, could you take us over to the studio now? And he looks down at us and says, Yeah, I can absolutely take you over to the studio now. Cool. Does he look like he's going to go without us? Because the suggestion in the note is that he's going to go without us. Okay. Uh, then, yes, he sort of nods and he got, he picks up the shard and he go, leaves the room. Because we can see the studio through the window, can't we? Yes. Well, you can make out the dance, the dance school, Vera yes. And I'll just go, Vera, we need to be quick. And as they go out, I'll walk Vera to the window, looking out the dance school. And I'll kind of just put my finger over as we look through, making as little reflection as we can mm -hmm. to watch as he goes over. And then I'm just going to, he's going to take Vera very, very close to him and put his arm around her and lean into her ear. And he's going to say, if this goes wrong, I might need you to help me. And I'm sorry, but if it goes right, we'll be with our friends. Do you trust me? I trust you, Peter. Um, Peter is going to try and use one of his moves, which will be slightly flavoured for Peter. Okay. As these large angelic angel wings appear spectral behind him but all the feathers 
burn off them as these skeletal devil wings curve around and embrace Vera and Peter as he uses angel wings to transport instantly to a person he knows very well. And he just thinks in his head in that moment, take me to Tanatha. (laughs) 